Welcome to the Nooner Show, where we explore the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, but most of all, they're inspiring. Here are your hosts, Jackie Wallace and Gina Guccini. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nooner time. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, nice and cold. You're not kidding. It's freezing out there. Liz is with us today. Yes, she is. Hi, everybody. Good to see, see you, you, ladies. It's been a while. I it has know. Been. And as you well know, because it's been so while, we, Jackie and I need to work on our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is it bad? Well, we were bickering before. So. Oh, well, that's normal. I know. We're but, Italian. What do you well, want? Well, that is true. But I thought maybe this part could, of you know, the... Liz could help. Yeah, sure. But you know what? In all honesty, mm-hmm. talk about talking about our relationship. So... Liz, uh, Jackie and I are very good friends. We've been friends a long time. And she is someone that when I have a question, I have an issue, I have something, a, a worry, a thought, I go to her. She's like she's on my my board, my board of trustees. Like I trust her opinion. I, I trust what she's going to say. I have a, my teaching partner. Mm-hmm. I have a few other friends, you know, a few other people. But how, do you have like a, a board, like someone you go to when you have a question? Like, yeah, you you're not sure. Like, I hey, do. Let me bounce this mm-hmm. off of you. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's. Important. I actually have like. Um, well, I liked what you called it when you called me one day for something. You said you're part of my council, or yeah. I'm 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 getting mm-hmm. my advisory board. My advisory board, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh wow, really? I am. Yeah, I, I promoted you. Yeah, that was nice from assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish you. Yeah, um, no. I think I'm your assistant. No, but it, but in all honesty, I think that I think. People, women, men, anybody. Yes. But I think you need, yeah, advisory board. I think I forget what it was, and I call Jack, and I'm like, all right, I just yeah. need to hear. I need you to hear me out. Yep. I need to say what I need to say. I have a, a, something, and then I need advice. I need like advisory board, like advise. How, what would you, what do you think you should do? Like, don't be my friend. Be an advisor. Like, yeah, you know. mm-hmm. yeah. Now, do you have? Because like I have a group that they're sort of like I. They're different. So like I have, Definitely. if I want to just go out and have a party night and not think about anything, I have certain people for that. If I have people that I want to really get into deep conversations, I have people for that. So they're not connected. Like, do you have certain people that you go to for certain things? Um, Probably. Yeah, probably. I would mm-hmm. say, I would say so. You know, I think, yeah, I think there's certain people, I think there's some people that you know are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. There's some people who are going to tell you how it is. There's some people who are going to kind of like soften the blow They're, you know, right. I think, so I think, and I think you know that about people. Right. I am the friend that will tell you how it is no matter what. And I've mm-hmm. said to friends when they've asked questions like, mm, don't ask me this question because yeah, no, I can't keep my mouth shut. Right. And, and I, 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 sugar coating anything is not mm-hmm. in my nature. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't ask me if you don't want me to tell you, you know. Well, and also there's certain people that you could, you can only say certain things to. So right. if you have a family right. problem that is an sure. issue about your family, you're often going to go to somebody else within your family that understands 
what you're talking about, right? Because right. it's very personal, yeah. right? Right. And then you'll go to people that are confident uh, uh, that you know um, have compassion and that are loving for you for uh, mm-hmm. things that are difficult to talk about or something that's really weighing on you. Like the last thing you want to do is go to somebody who's going to judge you when you just kind of want to vent, right? Right. You know, right. and sure. get a little right. bit of empathy. You're not going to go yeah. to somebody who's like, "Well, I told you before you right. should have done this." You don't want to hear that, right? So that I think we do pick and choose. Um, and then when you're particularly down, I, I'm fortunate with my husband that he he'll listen. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll just listen to me and pass. Is me he on a the good back. listener? Uh, he's an excellent listener, oh, which me. I think yeah. is hard for men because men intrinsically are fixers. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's yeah. hard for for men because they just want to fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through that in our. He just wanted to go kill people that hurt me. <laughs> okay. Wow! Like is he Italian? Or, no, he's not. But he's wow. possessive in that way. Not not in really? me. In my life, he's protective. Like I, I fully admit, and I talk about this all the time. Since my father was killed when I was six, right. that I have daddy issues. I. I fully embrace him. I know Mm -hmm. I have daddy issues. So when I met my husband, when I was 12 years old, I didn't know it was, you know, later on in life, we'd end up married, but, um, he is a protector. Um, but he's, he's not a jerk. He's got it under control, but if I'm hurt or upset, he wants to go hurt everybody who hurt me. Wow. That kind of thing. But I need that. I need somebody who worries about me, wants to hug me, wants to be like a father. Doesn't everybody need one person like that in their life? I think they do. I I mean, it doesn't have to be your husband or your dad, but don't you, doesn't everybody need one person that you know has your back no matter what? Absolutely. And I think that's something that we try to avoid. Like we should constantly be able to internalize this and take care of it ourselves. And, you know, we can't. There's Mm-mm. people, you know, the the strongest people need somebody in their corner to love them. I agree. And to make tell them it's going to be okay. And yeah. that's if you have, you know, there's nothing wrong. That's why you'll see people with the strangest individuals. You're like, how did they ever get together? Right. You know, mm. my husband's a homebody, doesn't go anywhere. I'm going to Greece, like we were talking about, super yeah. excited. He's like, have a good time, enjoy yourself. I'm not going. So, uh, you know, somebody who builds you up is there for you and, and loving for you. But he's not nothing like me. He's not a big talker. He's not so allowed to. I, I know we're going to get into. Um, yeah. Relationships. This relationship. Yeah. So well, let's we? get started. So, okay. Yeah, well, let's just so, get started with that. Let's just get started. All right. mm-hmm. Well, joining us this week, as you already know, is psychotherapist and co-author of the book, Leave Your Shit Here, Miss Liz Reed. Thank you. She's here to talk everything relationships, including why some go the distance and others don't, how to get out of the people-pleasing trap. And she's going to give us some tips on what you can do to pr- improve and create healthy long-lasting relationships. So joining us for this lovely conversation is Liz Reed. Thank Woo! you, ladies. Thank you for having me. I well, thanks for being well, back. Welcome back to the Nooner Show. I have a zillion patients later, but we're just going to do this. Oh, I, are I, you I t- working after today? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have four okay. or five patients. I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's January. Yeah. It's going to be okay. You get a lot of mental health calls in January. Oh, I bet. Well, now February 1st. Is today February 1st? Yeah. Oh, wow. The day that we are recording, yes. Dear Lord. Yes. Okay. So yeah. this show will air later in February. Yes, yes it will. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, thank God, decide they want help in January. Yeah, that's true. I'm turning over a new leaf kind of thing. Starting so something new. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's uh, if you think about it, somebody that signs up for therapy in January, it's much better than, you know, doing a New Year's resolution. That's somebody that's really wants to make change in their life. And a lot of people, their New Year's resolution is to get help. 
Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So they're actually following through yeah. with it. It's excellent. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want them to stick with it, though. We mm -hmm. don't want them to. Sure. Yeah. That's we wanted to thing. make it a life. A life change. That but yes, but like habit. I say, and if you, we've talked about before, is that you have to pick a therapist that you jive with. If you right. don't, it's just like a doctor or anything. Go on, move on to the next one. Nobody's feelings are going to get hurt. How do you know if it's worth, how do you know if that therapist is someone that you jive with in talking about relationships? Well, like a patient just said to me the other day, which is, she's a very high end, very successful woman. And she sent me the nicest compliment. I have a love box at home of the nicest oh, things nice. that people have said to me and gifts and uh, I mean, letters and so forth. And she said, Liz, I've had so many therapists, but with you, it's just easy. Nice. It, it's just easy. I don't, mm -hmm. I, it's, I look forward to talking to you every week. I don't feel stressed out. It's just easy. And it's just the easiest therapist I've ever, you know, person I've worked with. And that's how it should be. You know, yeah. like with any relationship you had, it shouldn't be difficult. Right. 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 We talk about that all the time. It shouldn't be like, okay, what am I going to say? What should I wear? Is there going to be an issue? Don't bring this up. Don't bring that up. Uh, yeah. You know, you're going to have those naturally, right. regardless of what goes on. Right. But um, it's nice to have some easy ones. Right. Especially right. with your the man you're married to or yeah. the woman or whatever. Right. You, that should be easy. It shouldn't be as complicated as, oh, I hear this all the time. Marriage is so hard. I'm like, what's really not? Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, there are times that it is. It yeah. can be stressful, but right. it's not like, like when, yes, you can go through bad spots, right? right. Sure. I isn't just that, isn't that kind one. of normal? Especially Very if you're married normal. a long time. Very well, normal. and I think that's any relationship. You have a right. friendship that ebbs I and agree. flows. You know, and I think I that's, agree. I always say that's a sign of a great friendship. Like I, agree. I cannot talk, I can, my, I, you know, a friend that you don't, you haven't talked to in, you know, mm -hmm. six days, six weeks, six months, six years. And you pick up the phone and you go, hey. Back to, yeah. That's and my like, girlfriend. Hey, um, you know what? Yeah, yeah. What did you, what, the last sure. time I talked to you, blah, blah, blah. And, uh -huh. and it's yeah. like no time passed. I have a couple right. of girlfriends like I that. Do one's in Seattle, one's in California. Every time, she just texted me the other day. She's having surgery for cancer again. God bless her. And she was like, Liz, you're part of me. You know, always, no matter uh -huh. how much time goes by, you know, we will always be close. And then you have other relationships like we've discussed before that um, drain you dry. Yeah. Um, that after 40 years of a friendship, which I came out of, that you have to finally just say, no, this just isn't going to work anymore and I've got to move on. Sad, though. Sad. I think about her all the time, but it's just not healthy for me. But but if you think about that, because you said 40 years, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah. That's a really long time. But people to, change. That's the whole thing. And they should change. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just might the not change. The, well, the relationship right. changes, you know, and exactly. you're not the same person as he went into it. And right. if the relationship can't withstand the change. Yeah. Well, but, and if you add to that, you're growing and right. they're not. Sure. Right. Um, they yeah. will resent your growth process. Mm. Not all the time, but yeah. in some cases. Right. And right. so now you're leaving them kind of behind. Right. And they don't like that because people like things to remain the same. Right. And isn't that kind of, of difficult? Isn't that one of the reasons why people don't want to change or they, they say they want to change, but they don't actually want to do the change is because they know they're going to be leaving people behind because it doesn't click anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't have, you know. Sure. But even before that, they're scared of change. Mm -hmm. If you truly, okay, there's a, myth, a million different of scenarios that would come uh, 
that, that we could talk about where people would need to change. But for true change, like changing literally where you work, what your relationship you have with your husband or leaving or staying or any one of those things is going to require some degree of pain. Right. And people will avoid pain right. at all costs. That's why they're like, ah, I can do it another year. I can do it another right. month. It's going to be okay. And before you know it, half of your life is over and you've been dealing with the same unhappiness for so long. Is that yeah. what, was that what gets in the way of most people making a change is the, the, the fear or the pain. That fear they and pain. I mean, I often say that to patients, you feel as though yeah. you're going to explode, implode, yeah. um, flip out, you know, uh, throw up, yeah. <laughs> you know, but sure. you're, it, you're going to be okay. So as we say in our book, small incremental changes, you won't even notice them that much. But what you will notice, because as we change, is the people around us notice our change. Right. And they'll right. bring it up to you, and often it's negative. It's like, well, hmm. and, and the other thing, too, I notice, like, when, when we change, we attract different people mm -hmm. in our life. It's sort of like yeah. just evolves and the tra transformation of your group and your tribe yeah. sort of happens without you even intentionally or realizing that it's happening. Exactly. In my case, um, who this friend of mine was not on the same path. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do stuff like this. I do podcasts. I wanted to write a book. I want every, I'm doing all those things. She would not be interested in any of that mm -hmm. and actually have harsh words towards any of that. And so we're not on the same page. Right. And I often think that uh, people forget that something about me, if we're in a relationship, something about me has to be important. The things that are important to me, my family, my work, my friends, mm -hmm. if those three things, if you have no interest in any of that, I'm not saying you have to be involved in all of it, yeah. right? but if you don't have interest in my family, my work, or my friends, then why are we, why are What's we in the a connection? relationship? What's the connection? Mm -hmm. right. You know, if I right. call and say my mom, my sister, my husband, my father-in-law, whomever, or if right. I say, oh, guess what we talked about on the show, or, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I just went shopping with, and you're like, nah, I don't want to hear about it, then right. absolutely, there's nothing of value yeah. right. for me in that relationship. And I think that's hard for people to, to accept. And I think that that's something that people have to look at, mm -hmm. you know, self becoming self-aware, becoming, looking at your relationship. That, that's, that's huge, Gina, so self-awareness. I mean, those are my best clients when they become self-aware. People will talk, uh, patients will talk about whatever, who they're having a relationship with and they'll want them to change. And mm -hmm. if they're not self-aware, if they don't want to change, they're never going to change. Right. You know, should you, you go into a relationship wanting the other person to change? Uh, no, no. Okay. So, um, in, uh, cause I see that a lot. That's one of the things that I oh, see is it's people so that common. women do this gonna, all the time with yeah. men. They think I, they're going to change something. Yes. And it's like, why are you even going into it? If you think you're going to, if you want it to change. As we always talk about, uh, people tell us who they are and we just don't listen. I say this all the time. So somebody presents to you and we always say, oh, I can, they won't be that way with me. They've got six people behind them that they were that way with, you know, but they're, when they're in a relationship with me, they won't be that person. No, if you can't change anybody, they may want to follow along as you change that might happen, but you definitely can't change them. They have to want to change. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Hmm. That's a dead end of nowhere. Yeah. So I read recently that the divorce rate is actually going down. Is, is that it? true? Well, you know what? I don't know. 
Okay. I don't have a fact check on that. Okay. I, I thought that was interesting because it's like the very first time I've ever seen that. I, wa- I wonder, well, I do know that they speeded up all the courts for any of my patients that are divorcing right now. So you don't have to, it's a six month waiting period if you have children. It's or, not anymore? No. Oh. Just boom, boom. It's Oh, really? Yeah, it's, Why it's they pretty speed quick. it up? Because of COVID. Because everything was so backed up for so many years. Oh. Yeah. So... Um, it's that's going much faster, but so I know I hadn't about read about the divorce that. rate. Yeah, the divorce rate. Did you look that up? Where'd you yeah. hear that? Oh, um, and it said it's going down. I wonder why that is. It may be because people found out that they really did love their whoever they were with when they had to spend more time together. You know, you really well. Got to know here's your partner. here's one of the reasons what why did it say? they're saying that the these statistics indicate that people are choosing more informal personal arrangements instead of formally recognized unions. So okay. it's I guess it's not a real statistic because okay. more people are living together, especially millennials, mm-hmm. um, versus getting married. Mm-hmm. So that could be often. I've, yeah, I that's think it's healthy. You got to figure it out. Sure. But, but here's the other thing, though. Then I read that the rate of divorce is higher for people who live together first than people that don't. So I'm so confused with it. Is it better or isn't it? There's a lot of fact checking that has to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would, if I had a child, I would want them to live with their boyfriend or girlfriend first before they married. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really get to know somebody until. You've lived with them. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Yeah. If but that, don't you think it's a little bit easier to bail out of a relationship if you're living together first? Um, I don't I don't think so because I mean I've lived in two I was in two long term seven year relationships oh, wow. where I lived with a man. One I eventually married, and we were married another five years and divorced after nine years together. Um that I think that what it did is solidified and, and made us more of partners. I, th- I felt like a partner. I felt good. I, you know, I, I think most people do. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think especially with money, how money works and life works now, a lot of people from actors to actresses to just your children and people you may know are taking on life partners. Right. They right. don't share their wealth. They just have a you know communal money for the home and so on and so forth. But a lot of people choose not to get married. I actually like being married. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't, but mm-hmm. I like being married. Do you think they don't like being married because, but want a lifelong partner because there is that sense of it's not a real commitment? Like, do you think that's what's in I their head? I think for some people, for sure, Yeah. Uh, either they don't want to share their wealth mm-hmm. or um, a man's too frightened or a woman's too frightened that the grass is greener on the other side if they do encounter somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, they have an easy way out. We're not mm-hmm. actually married. But often they share a home and that's their biggest asset. So right. it's kind of the same thing. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit before we started recording about love languages. Yeah. Um, what is that all about? Well, evidently this book that was written, once again, I don't know who wrote it again, but there was something that was about love language. You know, what is it that makes you feel loved? Mm-hmm. And so patients bring this up to me a lot. I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone who loves to be touched, or there's certain people that like gifts, mm-hmm. um, people who like compliments. It's how you regard love, how you feel loved. Right. And um, often 
my husband or another, your partner's love language is entirely different than yours. Right. But I don't think that that doesn't mean you can't be a couple. I mean, you can, so, you, you can bring it up. So do opposites attract then? Or should you be concerned um, of what their love language is if it's going to be something that you can fulfill? Well, what, what, what I do think is that, yeah, opposites do attract because it's all about chemical. It's a chemical thing. Like you look across the room and you see a man or a woman and that you're attracted to. Do you know what their love language is? Do you know what their political affiliation is? Do you know if they have a good job? Do you know any of that? No, you don't care. You don't care. You're like, I need to get my hands on them. I need to know them. I want to be with them. And then it all kind of comes from there. So I really think that most of our attraction, I know, you know, through pheromones, our love and attraction comes from just looking at somebody and knowing that you would, you would mate well. <laughs> right? <laughs> You right. going, okay. Okay. Well, okay. You know, did you, did you, did you, when you looked at your husband, did you go, I, uh, I, let me just, I want to know his intellect and love language first. Yeah. No, no. Did, no. You're like, he's hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want him. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. That's so then the process of dating. You get to you know. Get you get to, to know them stuff. and see if, sure. it, if you can't make it work, mm -hmm. right? And then, and then as life falls in and we've got this and that we have to do and we have uh, deadlines to meet and so on and so forth, that's when you're like, listen, dude, you know, I'm not getting what I need. Well, what is that? Well, this book was able to help people figure out what it is they need. For me, I'm super touchy, feely, lovey, kissy, huggy. You know, I love that. I was raised that way. Mm -hmm. And so my husband wasn't. He was raised in a concentration camp, basically. I mean, very, very strict and, and very intense and, you know, no love. We don't say I love you. Very, very negative. Militant. Militant, mm. corporal punishment type thing. Oh, wow. So I had to love that out of him. But there's a lot of people you can't love that out of. And they choose to stay where they are. So mm -hmm. you, people can change their love language. So now he's very loving. He's always, you know, hugging and kissing me and stuff like that. But you can. What about people that, because I, I was reading about the love languages, what about the people that their love language is receiving gifts? Does that last? <laughs> well, Only as long as the money does. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, yeah. a lot of men don't know how to show love without giving gifts because they're not, uh, they're not as... Mm -hmm in tune with their loving side as women are. So often your father, your father showed love through gifts because maybe he was raised in a harsher home or, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I actually know a lot of women who that's their love language. It's um, all about the gifts. Getting gifts from men. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. So, so men will give the gifts. Women, women feel that that sh love Is because love. that's how their father showed them oh, love by gotcha. giving them gifts. Hmm. That kind of John's thing. John's lucky my dad never gave me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, "What, is, dear Lord, do I have to wear it? You know, I, I, you're not going to make me wear this somewhere. We went through that a long time ago. I'm like, I love you. I appreciate it. So make me forget. wear it. It's a quick story, but he knew I liked roosters because we'd moved to the country. Uh -huh. God love him. He came home with rooster placemats, roosters, rooster statues, rooster. Wanted rooster to show you how much he really <laughs> loved you. Everything matched. I'm like, okay, that's way too many roosters. These are all going back. I hope he's all going back. I love you, yeah. but don't get hurt. No, I don't want it. They're going back. Mm -hmm. When, when you're in a relationship and it's 
not what it's not what you wanted, not what you expected. The roosters came and there were too many. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you approach that without making someone feel badly? Like, thanks, I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you heard me. I'm glad you saw. Yeah. But where's the receipt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the honesty part of your relationship, you know, that you don't want to hurt them. But right. there's so, so there's some things you do keep and you put in the back of the closet and they forget. So it just stays there. Right? Then you but, give them to Goodwill. Uh, yeah, <laughs> eventually. I'm cleaning out my closet. But, the, but you know, it, it just, you know what? I love you. That is so kind. That's so sweet. I, I really appreciate that. But you know what, sweetie? We could spend this $600 on something I'd really enjoy. Yeah. And, and I, I just... You know, that you just need to say, I don't want really, don't buy me gifts. I don't want you to buy me gifts. Don't worry about it. So you, and then you can buy yourself something and say, hey, this one's on you. Did you right. know that? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, it can be hurtful if you're super sensitive about it, but people like guidance. They like mm-hmm. direction. That's yeah. like asking, can you just give me a hug? Can you give me a kiss? I need some of that right mm-hmm. now. And it doesn't have to be about buying something. It could be about some other physical need or some other or words of affirmation words of affirmation if you're if you're more honest and telling Mm -hmm. your partner like thank you for doing this today right i appreciate it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so thanks for running that vacuum yeah yes oh god yes scrubbing the toilet right yeah absolutely (laughs) for me making my iced tea i like I told my brother, Rob, who just moved to town, I said, listen, you bring me over a coffee, I'm yours. Okay, I'll make you dinner every night. Wow. <laughs> just bring me a coffee. I'll bring in you the middle one. of my work day. <laughs> make dinner every night. I'll, I'll bring you a couple. <laughs> he's, he's like, that's easy. He's making Scott look bad now. Scott's not like it. And he's like, I got it. I got the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Rob doesn't need to come over. I got it. Yeah. Um, one of the other interesting statistics that I read was that um, baby boomers or actually have the highest rate of divorce really? than any other age which group, which I thought was really interesting. Well, I'm a baby boomer. Mm-hmm. So am I'm I. right at the end. Yeah. yeah, right at the end. I think... Um, I'd like to point out that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is your uh, group? What are you? Generation what? Whatever. Isn't it be, X? I have no... Truly, I have no idea. Oh. I fr- I, she's in I her know, own lane. She's in the Gina There's a Guccini. lot of fact checking that's going to need to go down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do know I'm not a baby boomer. I just want to point that yeah, out. Yeah. Well, I just am hitting it with the end at the very, very end. <laughs> yeah. What did it go to? 64? 63? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, then Something I guess like I'm that. not. I don't know. Yeah. I anyway. was born in 61. So it was either 62 or 63 is the end of the baby boomers. Oh, okay. I don't really Something know. like that. Well, but, anyways, yeah. backtracking. Mm-hmm. I think that it's more, it would, it would be baby boomers only for the fact that in the um, late uh, not late 70s, 80s, early 90s, it was okay to get a divorce, and a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. It was suddenly socially acceptable mm-hmm. to get a divorce and leave your marriage and find somebody else if you weren't happy. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't well, think let me ask you this. So for people that maybe are, you know, at that five-year, 10-year mark in mm-hmm. marriage, what are some of the things that like are are myths about long-term marriage that, you know, and people are sitting there thinking, how am I going to go 20 years, 30 years? Mm-hmm. What are some of the myths? Like what should they be expecting? What isn't real that they've heard or that they are expecting? How long have you been married? Going on 37 years. Yeah. Okay. And I've been married 24. Mm-hmm. This is my second marriage, 24, nine the first time. How long have you been married? 20. 
20. Okay, so we we all have all been in long-term marriages. Right. And I think a key component to all three of us women, because I'm going to talk about women because we're sitting right. here, is that you, you, and me, we have our own goals and aspirations that we work on and hone all the time. Right. With or without children, because we don't have children. Mm -hmm. Jack has children, right. right? And we have our husbands that we come together with our children and our husbands, and they have their own things that they're doing. We have our time all together, and we all work True. on ourselves always. That's a really good point. Yeah, we don't give up our lives mm -hmm. for our husband and our children. And we add them. And I was That's older when point. I got married. Yeah. My husband and I were both, and neither of us had ever been married, but we were both older. We were not young. We were in established mm -hmm. careers. We both mm -hmm. had homes. Right. We had, you know, lives outside of each other. And, yeah. And then, you know, we came together. And I think another thing too, Tony Robbins said this quote, and I thought it was really good. He said, the biggest problem that people have is they think they shouldn't have problems. Oh, yeah. And any sure. marriage, of course, of there course. are problems. Yeah, Not if, always going to be great. No. And if anybody says, we have never had a fight in 34 that's years. That's effed up. That, that's screwed up. <laughs> something's real wrong. Either you're right. a doormat right. or uh, somebody's cheating. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> cheating. Let's end with, on a happier note, let's end with a fortune cookie. But before we do that, last, last takeaway, biggest thing that you can do to make your relationship successful. Communication. Communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good one. All right. Even if it hurts. Thank you, Liz. Let's then You're add welcome. to our fortune cookie when you communicate. All right. When you communicate. Oh, and we have our Valentine's fortune cookies. We have Valentine's fortune cookies. special Valentine's fortune cookies. Thank you. Oh, and they're soft. Look how pretty and, these whoa, are. Yeah, wow. you can't eat these. No. Don't try eating them. <laughs> they're soft. Though. Oh, okay, oh you make wow. me smile when you communicate. Okay. Believe in yourself when you communicate. Look how big the print is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Is that what it says? Yes. Oh. When you communicate. So I guess communicate wow. that to everyone you love. There you go. And it, you know what? Even if you don't love them, communicate it. Yes. It's okay. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. Always Thank insightful. You. Always some good advice. Thanks. We'll do some fact-checking. Yeah, I guess we better. We better do that. <laughs> and let's remember that sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Have a great week. Thank you.